From best of San Francisco DDTV, The Pink Chill, and DD LaFrag. Hey, I've only lived in San Francisco for 30-something years. What do I know about it? San. Liberals? They're sadistic progressives. Francisco. This city is Junkies Incorporated. It's the Junkie Apocalypse. Damn, this ain't your phony soy boy San Francisco. This is the San Francisco Dam Zone. San Francisco Dam is a solo psychodramatic performance art storytelling podcasting platform. Hey everybody, it's Tuesday, February 15th, 2022. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to everybody who is celebrating. I hope you have a beautiful birthday. Welcome new listeners. Regular listeners, I love you. Here's your daily San Fran fentanyl. Smog Francis's Soft Francisco Weather Report currently. As I am recording your show in the late afternoon, it's 54 degrees Fahrenheit. We've had a 20 degree Fahrenheit drop in two days. That's the weather in San Fran Fentanyl, folks. Hey, so what about that Stevie Wonder? What about my Stevie Wonder? What about Stevie Wonder? Well, Stevie Wonder is my favorite artist, so excuse me for indulging myself doing this show about Stevie Wonder, my emotional father figure. Actually, I'm explaining how I came to be a womanist in part because of the music of Stevie Wonder. I'm a womanist. I have self-described satirically and seriously as a sexist, womanist, bohemian artiste. I am a biologically born woman. I am middle-aged of the libertine variety. Yep, 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 all, all of that. Oh, and I'm straight, by the way, I didn't say that. A lot of people assume a lot of things about me. Some people assume I am a male-to-female transsexual. I am not. Some people assume I am a male drag queen. I am not. I was raised on Motown. I'm a Motown baby, which includes, of course, Stevie Wonder. He was little Stevie Wonder. Uh, the Four Tops, The Temptations, of course, of course, of course, Diana Ross and the Supremes, you know, the great Barry Gordy, Smokey Robinson, uh, Martha Reeves and the Vandellas, I was raised, I was weaned on Motown, oh, Jackson 5, I was weaned on all that great soul music, just wonderful, wonderful music. And my father chose to abandon his beautiful family. He had a beautiful wife. <laughs> my father chose to abandon his beautiful wife and left her with, with not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, not seven. Yeah, seven kids. Seven kids. He walked away from a family of seven kids and did not pay any alimony. Uh, we were raised on government assistance, so I know all about the poverty cycle. In fact, I had to start working, well, I started working when I was 11. I had a paper route so I could have money in my pocket and I started to eat better. I'm just laying it out and telling you guys the truth. So when people sort of demonize uh, black single moms and they say they're keeping the fathers away from the children, in 99% of the cases, it's not true. Uh, my father made no, uh, he took no steps to be a dad. So that was sad. And I already knew, I knew when I was like four and a half, five years old that it wasn't right he left around that time. I was allowed to read Mad Magazine, which is a satirical New York comic book written by liberal Jews. So I was raised uh, knowing Yiddish and knowing hardcore satire. Formative years for a girl, I believe, uh, when you need your father hardcore, I think it's really around 7 and 11. You need your father around. So 
in those those years, I was listening to Motown music. We were far away from my mom's family. We were in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. My mom's family were in down south. We're down south, and my father's family they you know they didn't have much to do with us because of him. Right, right, right. <laughs> so Stevie Wonder became my emotional father. He became my emotional father. Usually, when I start talking about Stevie Wonder, I tear up. So people make fun of people who don't have fathers. If you make fun of anybody who has a father who has abandoned them, you are very, you're a cruel, you are a cruel person. If you say, oh, so-and-so has daddy issues, saying somebody has daddy issues is like saying a garden is a garden full of a full of cactus because a garden needs the sun and it needs the rain in order to flourish. And if a garden doesn't have the rain, which would be the father, then you're going to get the cactus people. So I was not a cactus because of Stevie Wonder. I listened to his music like obsessively. I was crazy about Stevie Wonder. After my brother-in-law said, oh, you really should listen to this album. I was just, my Bible became my Bible at uh, junior high school. I would have Stevie Wonder posters in the locker room. I wear Stevie Wonder T-shirts. I was a cartoonist because I was weaned on Mad Magazine. I'm drawing all the cartoons of Stevie Wonder. I was totally in love with him. Stevie Wonder on my wall. Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder. This is sexist, womanist, bohemian excellence. It's the San Francisco Jam Zone with Dee Dee LaFrac. And some of my older sisters, they were listening to different music. I'm middle-aged folks uh, listening to Parliament Funkadelic with, with George Clinton. You know, make my funk the P-Funk. I want my funk uncut, which was a drug analogy. Which was a drug analogy. Then another one of my sisters, she's listening to Marvin Gaye. Let's get it on. Sexual healing, baby. So... They're listening to music about sex and drugs. No diss to great George Clinton. He's still around. No diss to the wonderful, great Marvin Gaye. May he rest in paradise. I'm so sorry he lost his life. His father uh, murdered him. I was listening to Stevie Wonder. Now, Stevie Wonder was an esoteric, eccentric, protective, loving, mature-minded man. Loved black women. Stevie Wonder was singing to black women. I, I stalked him in the magazines every time I saw a picture of Stevie Wonder. He's with a black woman. He's marrying black women. He's singing to black women. So he was singing to me. So listening to Stevie Wonder during those formative years when I didn't have my father saying, I love you, he didn't. Stevie Wonder was telling me he loved me. Now again, some of you are like, yeah, 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 hey, I've heard all this before. I have a friend who is Asian. They have a very successful restaurant, Asian lady, which one? <laughs> San Francisco. And we were talking about the fatherless thing. Oh, a pin in that. When I came out to California, I relocated from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, very, very young. I knew I wanted to be very diverse and make wild and crazy art. And I came out here and I, I would do pieces about being fatherless. I did a piece called Thanks Daddy and Bombshell. I would do it at festivals. Um, and... At my house, there was a, a group, and there were some Arab men, Hispanic men, Jewish men, Asian men, white men, black men, men of all races. And they were saying, oh, yeah, that piece about your dad, did that really happen? Did he really abandon your family? I said, yeah. You know, I, I didn't spend a lot of time dissing my father because I didn't, I didn't have to. And this guy said, he, and he took me by the arm and says, did it, your father really abandon you and your family, like seven kids? This man started crying. He started crying for me. Men have cried for me when I tell them that. So, back to my Asian lady friend. She said, uh, 
we talked about our background. She says, oh, my God, my father. She says, I, I, I said, yeah, well, my father abandoned the family, my mother, da-da-da. She says, it would be incomprehensible for me to imagine life without my father. That's what this Asian woman told me. Very successful. She underplays everything. It would be incomprehensible for me to imagine life without my father. And that's exactly how I feel about Stevie Wonder. It would be incomprehensible for me to imagine myself being an artist because listening to his art, that was like the emotional daddy. He tenderized the satire from Mad Magazine. He tenderized me being raised in a matriarchy. When a girl is raised in a matriarchy, when a girl is unprotected by her paternal figure, she becomes hardened. You see these tough young black girls. You know why? Because there's no dad there modeling protective gestures. There's no dad in the house saying, hey, I got you. I'm doing this. There's no dad in the house doing that. That's why you have so many black women that are tough and rough. And that was never me because I was listening to the tenderizing soul music of Mr. Stevie Wonder. And I will say it again. That's why I love him so very much. All right, everybody. It's a different show. I said nothing about dystopian San Francisco here out of respect for Stevie Wonder. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. I love you. I'm Dee Dee Dam. I trust my vibe. San Francisco Dam. Yay! That's today's episode of the San Francisco Dam Podcast with sexist womanist bohemian Didi LaFrac. Remember to join us tomorrow for another episode. This podcast is brought to you by our sponsors. Head over to SanFranciscoDam.com for more sponsorship information. Thank you for subscribing and listening. San Francisco Dam Daily Truth Bombs. No Namby Pamby permission necessary.